The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Red Apple Podcast Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, Sunday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., weeknights at midnight. Let's start with the premise of haters are always going to hate. But there are some people that truly deserve a second chance. Like Jim McGreevy, the former governor of New Jersey, who resigned in scandal some 20 years ago. This is my podcast. Let's go. My dad used to say, you know, that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth so we listen twice as much as we talk. So that if you're going to be a really good mayor, you've got to listen. And over the last several years since he resigned, Jim McGreevy has done a lot of listening, listening to those that society for the most part ignores and speaking up for the voiceless. I have a lot of respect for McGreevy. I said it, I mean it, and that's that. McGreevy, of course, the former governor of the state of New Jersey, who some 20 years ago resigned in a major national scandal, came out as a gay American with his wife standing right next to him. McGreevy had tried to put his male lover on the state payroll, who he met in Israel as the director of New Jersey Homeland Security. It blew up in his face. And then when the lover tried to blackmail McGreevy, the then governor had to do the mea culpa before the world. So, Governor, thank you for joining us. And I want to begin this way, Governor McGreevy. Looking at the span of your life, what stands out to you? You know, that's a great question, Dom. You know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, in life, you know, one of the most important things is the opportunity to make every day better than the next. It's to be thankful for the family you have. And for me, it's two extraordinary daughters. Um, it's being blessed with two wonderful parents that were loving and supportive. Um, in fact, tonight, today is my mom's birthday and I, you know, had the occasion to stop by and put some flowers on her grave and just understand the sacrifices that they made. It's, it's, um, and to be blessed to live in the greatest country in the world. And, um, to try to make life a little bit better for for not only for your children, but for other children, families, communities, and, and for me, the city of Jersey City. You, you know, Governor McGreevy, and we're going to get to what you've been doing um, in the last couple of years, because I've, I've had a keen eye on you watching you do enormous work with the community, enormous uh, work giving people second chances. So I, I guess before I get to the, the negative, why why have you decided to try and help 
and not just try, you've done so. So many people, and frankly, so many African Americans and Latinos. Yeah, but it's it, it, it's Dominic. It's you know, as the old spiritual says, you know, we fall down but we get up. And indeed. it's indeed. I mean, a lot of we have a lot of veterans. I mean, candidly, our veteran cases are our toughest cases. Guys and gals coming back from whether it's whether it was Afghanistan or Iraq, who had multiple deployments, saw and confronted a lot of trauma, both in terms of the weapons they used and the challenges that they confronted. I mean, people don't know this, Dominic, but in the United States today, um, veterans have the highest incidence of suicide, the highest incidence of homelessness, and um, th- there's a lot of pain there. So for people particularly that have gone for multiple deployments, coming home, trying to make sense of their lives, working diligently to try to you know, fit back into civilian mentality, you find some veterans who, who have extraordinary difficulties. And that's what uh, New Jersey Reentry Corporation does. We work with veterans. We work with people coming home from addiction treatment, people coming home from prison, from jail. And so it's it's understanding, Dominic, in the book of life that, you know, people face challenges in their lives. And if they have a strong family that's loving, if they have a strong faith that can support them, many times they can get through that. But for a lot of young people today, I mean, whether it's addiction and mental health, I mean, candidly, uh, they may not have that support network. And so they need uh, folks, and that's what New Jersey Reentry does, um, who places them in addiction treatment, provides them with the mental health support, um, ensures that they have a safe, warm bed, um, and then eventually, God willing, trains them in a, in a towards employment, whether it's HVAC or General Electric or welding or phlebotomy or culinary arts or cosmetology. It's understanding that a social, the best social welfare program in the world is a job, is consistency, is self-respect. But for a lot of folks coming back, and, and I say veterans, addiction treatment, incarceration, it's tough. And so our whole goal is we have over 21,000, we call them program participants, uh, that go through our program, and we try to lift them up, put them in the right direction, uh, give them guidance, but also, God willing, give them the discipline and support that they can keep making the next right decision. So that's important. And and they get there, Dominic, and that's what's reassuring. My sister just um, worked with a veteran who was on the street and homeless for seven years. Wow. And now he has his own apartment. Um, he just began a job. But, you know, you have to sort of redirect the behavior and redirect the behavior towards a healthy place. And that's what we try to do at New Jersey Reentry Corporation. Well, we, we're going to focus on all the other stuff in just a second. But, folks, we are chatting with the former governor of New Jersey, Jim McGreevy, who resigned in scandal some 20 years ago after coming out as a gay American. He has spent several years since then running a highly successful 
and touted statewide prison re-entry program and is considering a return to politics, a run for mayor of Jersey City, New so, Jersey. So, so I, I should I should say, Dominic, I should have my head examined. But, you know, if I can just, you know, why being mayor is so important. Go for it. Go for it, Governor. Yeah, no, I think for me, Dom, it's three reasons. I mean, one, it's, you know, I was mayor of Woodbridge and it's the level of being the level of government. You can really make a difference in people's lives. You can really make a change, um, whether it's, you know, making sure that a street is well paved, um, making sure that traffic is it runs smoothly, um, working to control property taxes, which is a, a problem in Jersey City, or making sure that, you know, educational system, uh, you're providing uh, the fullest opportunities for, for young people. So the first thing is, it's the level of government where the rubber hits the road and it's, 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 you can materially see and witness the changes in people's lives. I think the second thing is um, Jersey City is at an interesting point. Um, you've got all this tremendous, you know, development downtown and some of it candidly is is a little pricey and um six thousand uh, dollars a month for an apartment rental and then wow. you've got other areas in the city uh in greenville lafayette which are really which are still challenged challenged by crime challenged by um the need for greater reinvestment so you have a a, a bit of a tension between two cities between the downtown city right across from new york city and sort of the older neighborhood, which incidentally my parents are from and my grandparents are from. So I have that, you know, sort of emotional attachment to try to make sure you have investment, but in workforce and affordable housing, which is so critically important because, you know, a realtor told me the other day, Dominic, that somebody was looking at a two bedroom condominium and the taxes on it were $34,000 a year. Wow. And so that's, that's more than, than the folks that go through the reentry program will, will earn a year. So that, you know, if we want to keep Jersey City affordable, we have to make sure you have the right level of balance. So the first reason is because I loved being mayor. It's the level of government where you're, you're hands-on and you can make a difference. Um, and then the second is, is that I see a tale of two cities and you would like to make sure that, that the city works for everyone. And then there are the specific issues. I mean, the specific issues of traffic, the specific issues of cleanliness, the specific issues of affordability, um, the specific issues of making an apprenticeship education system. So that if not everybody's going to go on to college, Dominic, that somebody can go on to become a plumber or HVAC or general electrician or phlebotomy, Amen. making sure that people have the skills so they can compete in the workforce. And I think that's important. Governor McGreevy, I, I've watched you for a couple of years and I've watched you. With You've these, watched me for longer than a couple of th years. Th this is true, Governor. But with the former uh, inmates that have been released, the second chance programs, these are hardcore people. You're not going to fool them. They can they can they can recognize a phony walking into the yep. room. 
and they treat you like a rock star. I have watched this over and over and over and over again, where frankly, sometimes you're the only white guy in the room. Explain that to me, this connection. (laughs) Well, you know, I think, you know, I think, you know, the good Lord made us all pretty much the same when we, as someone once said to me, when we bleed, we all bleed red and 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 I think that you know I was blessed with a great mother who was a nurse. My dad was a Marine Corps DI, and and my dad used to say to me, Dom, you know, if he had like he went into the Marine Corps after his brother, my uncle, who I'm named after, Jimmy died in Iwo Jima, and my dad got in a little trouble with the law, and my my dad my dad said used to say that you know if he didn't go into the court, he didn't know where he would wind up. And just as an anecdote, one day he spoke to these guys in court because, you know, I was doing reentry. And he talked about, like, you know, the Marines slept on the ground and the Navy had the nice barracks. This was in Guam on the way over to, to Japan, you know, World War II. And then he was in Korea. And then he would tell the guys how he would steal the Navy jeeps and, you know, and all the stories. And at the end of it, the judge said, Mr. McGreevy, thank you for the service. I can only tell the guys just to forget everything Mr. McGreevy just said, because, you know, he was, he was a knock around guy from the Lafayette section of Jersey city, you know, but the Marine Corps changed his life for good. I mean, it gave him direction. It gave him purpose. So Agreed. I think what, what I understand in life is that, you know, we all share, we all share a sense of community we all share a common common need, and let me just say when i was when I was in seminary and I was up at the exodus transitional ministry and and you know one of the things that I saw when guys coming out of prison um, you know Abraham Maslow has that hierarchy of needs, so you know you want food, you want shelter uh medicine um but most important and fundamentally, you want family and love and community. So those are cravings, not not cravings in an unhealthy way, but those are basic needs. I guess that would be a better word, Tom. And so if you understand that, you can help rebuild lives. And when I see, you know, when I see guys, you know, 42 guys, you know, signing up for UPS or Federal Express, when I see, you know, 67 guys getting a job at a ShopRite, at, you know, throughout New Jersey and rebuild their lives. And I, I walk in and, and they've, they've been trained and they're, they're, you know, they're slicing meats or they're, or they're working in an apprenticeship training program. Or I see young woman taking blood for, as a phlebotomist and, you know, they had a chance and they had direction and they had training. So, um, you know, there's some folks that are bad that will probably should be in prison the entirety of their lives. But overwhelmingly, a lot of folks didn't have the opportunities I had. And and so just giving them that opportunity and holding them, God willing, accountable. And also, bluntly, Dominic, you know, when people look at and I don't want to talk too long, but when people talk about drugs, you know, and, and whether it's our young kids, um, who frankly, take drugs because they're bored or folks who take it because they can't, you know, they're having problems getting through it. That's where I think for me, faith is so important 
being in a healthy, loving place. And that's where we try to move people to in, in terms of reentry. And Governor, I, I, I do want to ask you this because I think that many of us want to know. So in 2004, I would imagine this was the hardest thing you had to do, but I want to hear in your words. After announcing to your, I believe, your second wife and also to the world that you were gay with a man who worked for you, was that the toughest thing you ever had to do, Governor? Um, you know, I obviously that was difficult, but I, I obviously it was difficult, difficult for your family, difficult for me, difficult for the state. But at the same time, it was also um, very, I don't know what the right word is, freeing or the, you know, I guess the most important word is truthful. So in, in that sense, it it gave you the ability. I, I remember um, an old friend of mine said to me, uh, you know, that the most important thing is, is that you you live your truth and that you're, you're grateful for each day. So, you know, I, I think that it was, it was a healthy, it was a, it was a very difficult period in my time, but it was also a blessing. And by blessing I meant is that if I didn't go through that, Dominic, I wouldn't have had the appreciation, like sort of understanding people that are suffering from addiction, understanding guys and gals that made a wrong decision. I mean, my friend Calvin, you know, spent 38 years in prison. He was 14 years old. He was found guilty of felony murder. He never touched a knife. He never touched a gun, but he was driving the the getaway car in a, in a felony murder um, and served all these years. And so he comes out after all those years and has dedicated himself to, you know, candidly getting young guys um, in line, um, having them understand the importance of making the right decision. So for me, it was it was it was a tough period, but it was also, you know, a place of grace. Um, and somebody said um, once said it was, um, uh, you know, a, a religious religious person once said is where you trip. Uh, I think that's where your treasure lies. Um, and so you learn about yourself and you reflect and you, you try to be the best possible person you can be. And God willing, you learn from your mistakes and you move forward. So, um, you know, I, I think I look at my daughters, I look at my parents, I look at reentry, I look at, you know, trying to make life hopefully better for people being a hands-on. I was a hands-on mayor in Woodbridge for 10 years. I think hopefully the people will say that I did a pretty good job and I give a darn and I I work really hard. Um, And so those are the virtues you take with you and, and uh, to live your truth, to live your truth, honestly, is, is, is a blessing. Governor McGreevy, you resigned decades before same-sex marriage was legal. And I once read that you thought you were doing the, quote, right thing by hiding your sexuality. Is that accurate? Well, I think, um, you know, 
not, you know, and, and I realize different people have different views, but, you know, all, all that I can share is, is that I am who I am, not because I want to be, although I'm obviously in a very different place than I was when I was like 15 or, or, or 12 or, or even 25 or 27, um, that, you know, it's a period of, it's a place of self-acceptance, but I am who I am, how, how, you know, what I believe that God made me and just, this, I just ask people if they know somebody, if they, you know, a son or daughter, it's, it's, um, you know, for, for me, it was, I, I knew it when I was, you know, five or six years old, I had a better sense of eight or nine. So that, that was my reality. And so, um, and so that I, I just ask people um, if they have a son or a daughter, if they have a niece or nephew or, or brother, sister. I mean, part of it is just understanding that um, people struggle, but to be honest and to be open and to God willing, accept people's truths as it is. And and that's important. Um, and, to, and to and to help people live healthy, good lives. And observing you for several years with the prisoners in the reentry program and with others, I, 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 you're so popular, Governor McGreevy. And I think you know that I don't say something unless I really believe it. But th- that's the luxury of being covering politics for 40 years, right? Yeah. So I, I believe that you are so popular that. I could see you as the governor of New Jersey again. Do oh, you Lord. ever see yourself as being the governor of New Jersey no. again? Um, it's just, you know, that's the level of government. You know, I love on the local level because you can make a difference. You can make sure a road is paved. You can make a street light work. You can make sure that there's a stop sign. You can help control property taxes that are going through the roof. You can make sure like, you know, you can work to make, you know, education even better. But like when you're in the state house, so much of it is about, you know, bluntly and I guess it has to be about dollars and moving money and, and big dollars across a wide range of areas. And so I think for me with, you know, what, what's, rewarding is to, you know, I, I remember when I first ran for mayor of Woodbridge, I went door to door and you go block to block to block. And then by the, my last time I'd still go door to door, but I'd wind up in everybody's house having dinner, you know, whether it was for (laughs) 20 minutes or 45 minutes or, but like by that time I knew everybody's family, their mothers, their fathers, their kids. And, and we all have the same problems and with the same challenges, whether it's financial, whether it's, you know, your children you worry about, whether it's an elderly parent who's maybe facing some tough healthcare decisions. And that's what's rewarding is supporting people trying to make the best decisions, trying to have the best quality of life. I mean, you can't, you can't stave off all the the unfortunate realities of life, but you can help people make the best, healthiest decisions in the right way. And that's that's what's rewarding to me is that level of government um, where you're touching people's hearts, you're touching people's kitchens and living rooms and dining rooms and 
and their lives. And that's, you know, that's community. That's, that's why people, whether, you know, you go to a church or you go to a mosque or you go to a temple, you know, in whatever faith tradition, it's about people coming together. I mean, like, you know, that's, that's what's, that's what people need in their lives. And that's why candidly dumb, I get worried about some of these young kids. I was with a fellow gentleman last night at a Christmas party and he told me his daughter has an addiction. And I said, you know, and I'm not, you know, like pushing a faith, but I'm saying, well, does she go to like church or a temple? And does she go? And he goes, no, she, she doesn't go to anything. But I mean, I think having a sense of community, whatever it is, whether it's AA or NA or, you know, a mosque or a temple or a church, having a community outside of yourself is good, is healthy, is supportive. And, and that it is for me, and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I see so many young people that are struggling and I see the, the rates of addiction and the fentanyl with heroin. Dumb. That stuff, three, three uses of fentanyl can change the neural passageways in the mind for a lifetime. I mean, the fentanyl is so brutally toxic. It's a synthetic opioid that's coming from China, that's being cut in Mexico, that's now in everything. You know, and that's what scares me. Um, You know, the fentanyl is in is in cocaine. It's in, it's in pills. It's in heroin. I mean, like I, we look at, we, we actually test our guys and gals. There's no heroin dumb in the heroin anymore. There's literally no heroin in in the quote unquote heroin. You know, as I look back, you were the first one years ago when I was covering your programs that you were ringing the alarm bell about fentanyl about how bad it was. And I remember at the time I said, well, Governor McGreevy, he may be fudging it a bit. And now we're finding out just a little bit of this can kill you instantly. And and it's so like, it's literally for, for people to understand it's four grains of sand. That's how big it is. You die three grains. You live. I mean, they had kids from one of the military academies in Florida a couple of years ago, a buddy had taken, um, narcotic and obviously a fentanyl his his friend his buddy was giving mouth to mouth and then he had respiratory failure thankfully he lived but just or or these dogs so i mean it's just touching remember fentanyl was designed there's legal fentanyl and there's illegal fentanyl the legal fentanyl was designed for to alleviate pain in the last stages of life for for brutally chronic, painful diseases. But the illegal fentanyl, you know, isn't made by a chemist from a pharmaceutical company. It's made offshore and then cut into these drugs. And so when I say, you know, in my generation, Dominic, you know, whether, you know, you'd go out and you drink wine or whiskey or, or Jägermeister, whatever it was, I mean, alcohol, but this fentanyl is so powerful. And that's why I pray to these kids. I say to these parents, you have to tell these kids no, because you have to know and you can show them the science and these kids want to see, you know, that it's not an opinion, but just look at the reality of what it is. And it's tough. And that's why I just ask parents to tell their kids the danger of this fentanyl. Governor McGreevy, I, I have two minutes left. And I really got to wrap this up here. You once, uh, it, it, you know, it, it was thought that, that you had the White House in sight in years past. You don't have a problem going from being governor back to mayor? 
No, I, you know, at the end of the day, Dom, as you get older, God willing, you get a little bit wiser. So you, you know, you follow the your spirit. You follow what you know. For me, what you believe in in your life is is what you think is you know you're searching to do what's what's right. And so no, it's 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 the level of government that I think I can make the best difference on. The def- and I can be hands on and people will know I'll, I'll work 24 seven and and I'll like I'll give my life's blood to make this thing work. So, and yeah, so, much- I mean, like, you know, you know, as, as I, I shouldn't joke about this, but Governor Byrne used to say he wanted to be buried in Jersey City so he can stay active in Democratic politics. <laughs> um, you know, the old, you know, Hudson County. But I just think is, you know, this is what I want to do. This is. You know, this is my last act, and I, I think I could be really good at it. I'm hands-on. I'm accountable. I love Jersey City. I love the people. I love the community. I love the blocks, the streets, the neighborhoods. And I will work my hardest, my darndest, to make this city work as best as it can be, as efficient, and squeeze the best. You know, make sure that every tax dollar works and is responsible. Last question, Governor Jim McGreevy. It's my understanding that nine of the county's 12 mayors have publicly endorsed your candidacy, and you're about to kick off uh, listening sessions. It reminds me of uh, when Hillary Clinton did her listening tour. In conclusion, (laughs) is that what you're about to do? Well, no, but I just, you want to just want to listen what people say. You want to listen to what communities say. And like, and I love like, you know, whether it's the seniors or whether it's young people, it's just my dad used to say, you know, that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth. So we listen twice as much as we talk so that if you're going to be a really good mayor, you've got to listen. Again, Governor Jim McGreevy, keep listening, keep soaring. And that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. If you are interested in my remarkable book on my life titled No Mama's Boy or even the Dominic Carter bobblehead doll, go to my website, all one word, DominicCarterOnline.com, DominicCarterOnline.com. If you order the book at my website rather than Amazon, I can personally sign it for you. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Also follow me on YouTube where you will see videos from me about this podcast and the radio show, youtube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. We will see you the next time. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. I gotta make it. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall.